episode 60 of the Evil G Podcast. I'm Colin. What? Stu's here too. We're at 60. 60. Damn. Damn. Still going, eh? Who'd have thought it? <laughs> Somehow you would have thought, uh, we just forget about the whole thing and stop. We should. Please How have we not stop? won any awards by now? What awards are there? Are there awards? I don't know. There's, there's don't a podcast like awards. awards out there and we've never won a damn thing. I mean, all awards are bullshit, aren't we? I know, but I just want to be able to walk up in front of someone and go, ha ha, we're better than you. <laughs> uh, we've never been given that chance. You can do that anytime you want. Just go, go out in the street, go out in your street right now, go up to your neighbor, neighbor and just go, ha ha, I'm better than you and walk away. Yeah, I'll take this wee trophy that's on my desk for something I won in work a long time ago and I'll just walk up and go, look what I won, I'm better than you. There we go. Oh wait, did, did you get your what it's for? Did you get your Adam Jensen statue? I know you no, tell me you meant, ordered one. It was, it was meant to arrive yesterday, and then I got an email from the retailer. I don't want to say names or anything. It's going to be here on Thursday, but after a minute, <laughs> oh Jesus, I'm a wee bit sort of like, oh god damn it. So when I bought it, I thought it was like a hey, we can't shift this stock because I don't know, maybe it's an old statue or something. So it was down from like a hundred to like twenty five quid. Mm-hmm. I was all, Jesus, I'll have me some of that. And now it's down even further to 16. And I'm like, son of a bitch. I know it's only a couple <laughs> of lids, like, but it's like, why do you put the price down after I've bought one? Why Why'd you do that? Just can't get rid of these Adam Jensen. To, to be fair, if no one had bought an Adam Jensen statue at 100 quid by now, then it was just not going to yeah. not gonna happen. Yeah. It's not. I, people seem, I don't, right, I know we're going off on a, a small tangent here, but. People give Adam Jensen a hard time. I thought he was a pretty cool character. <laughs> he's, he, he was a bit of so bland, and but he was so pretty fucking bland. Dull. <laughs> yeah, but at the end of the day, everyone's all, "Oh, JC's a far better character." You're like, lads, JC's bland as well. Why oh, is fuck JC? I. Uh, that is not the comparison to make. If you want to say Adam Jensen's a bl- bad bland character, you do not say, "Hey, look at JC Denton." It's like it's the fucking same, you fucking maniac. Yeah. <laughs> he but might be worse. He actually, he actually might be more bland. Yeah. Um, uh, like as as I say, I've been playing through. I I, I don't know why. I, I do love that series, and I recently played through the the mod for your woman. You know the female JC Lady Denton. Lady Denton, and you know what? Fair play to the girl they got to do the voice acting because she just nailed that boring, bland JC delivery. So she did, and it's like, nope, you're not more exciting playing as a woman. You're still bland, old, boring JC. But to, to say that our oh, Adam Jensen is so much more boring, it's like, no, I think that's the point. Is that you know the DSX is meant to be about your decisions and your thing. It's not like because if you made JC this happy bubbly guy then you couldn't be rude to people because it just wouldn't make sense (laughs) so you have to try and keep him just sort of deadpan center so anything he says just sounds like it could come from him so but yeah there's a lot of people say oh geez or adam jensen's no way nowhere near as cool as jc it's like lads it's pretty much the same fucking person it's one's got a goatee and one doesn't hey i think they do uh this game's sort of related um like v cyberpunk definitely mm-hmm. has a personality yep. um yeah so so why don't we talk about games we are talking about games already mm. but why about we talk about games we actually played um like this i week? have been playing 
Yeah. DSX. So I've been, I've been, I've been. Well, it's funny. My laptop switched on in front of me here, and I'm playing DSX. Um, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I'll take your photograph right now. Um, but uh, no, that's so I went. I've been looking forward to this one for a while. Um, I've sort of kept it quiet because I didn't know when it was actually coming out. I just found out it was coming out like last week. Last week. So I was like, holy shit, yay! And that is Red Out Two. Um, I am a big fan of the Whiteboard series, and obviously. Uh, I haven't played a lot of F-Zero because I haven't owned a lot of Nintendo consoles, but, you know, F-Zero, Wipeout are very sort of, you know, uh, that anti-gravity racer style, and Redout's kind of a love letter to those. Um, so I know F-Zero doesn't do weapons like Wipeout would do, like the missiles and bombs and all sure it doesn't. F-Zero's no. just straight racing. Yeah, yeah. So that's more the Redout side of things. There is no weapons, but the... The track layout and the ship design is very, very wipeout. Um, and it, there's almost like a bit of motor storm in there as well. Because do you remember the old motor storms? You, you basically had unlimited turbo, but you just had to choose when to use it because you would overheat and explode. Oh, I. That is how Redout works. So you have unlimited turbo, but you have a heat in your engine. So you can like blast the turbo right at the start, but then your engine's going to be very hot. So you're having to try and keep yourself cool. Um, when you're doing corners and stuff but what you can do is you can overheat your engines but that will then go into your health bar and obviously once your health bar is gone you go kaboom so you know you have to sort of make that choice um but yeah it's ridiculously fast as you would expect from an anti-gravity racer um the fucking difficulty though is insane oh my god right so there's like i think there's nine difficulty levels and i'm playing it on like the second easiest because jesus that AI is not messing around, right? Because what it'll do is it'll, like... I thought I was doing really well my first race. I was like, oh, yes, I'm at first place here for the first three laps. And then the last lap, everyone just sort of looked around at each other and went, right, let's show them how it's done. And just <laughs> left me for dust. I was like, oh, Jesus. So I restarted the race. And I just could not win a single race. So I kept slowly bumping it down to when I could actually... Not win easily, but get a good race. And it's the second easiest so I'm clearly not very good at Red Out 2, but it's bloody good fun to play. Um, I think with racing games especially, and I find this playing the Forza games, that sort of thing, with the difficulty, I like to do that as well, like get to whatever dial in the difficulty where I'm winning. And Forza does this especially well, it's like once you're winning consistently, all right, do you want to bump this up? And you just mm. agree or disagree, and it'll bump up the AI difficulty. And then uh, the, what I'll usually do then is like, right, I'll um, you know, I'll, I'll turn the the traction control off now, or I'll turn the ABS off. Um, mm. And now I'd have the 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 wheel and pedals on, like, uh, all right, let's put it on uh, manual transmission. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a good way. You get your just work your way up till nah. you know top difficulty. Well, there's a, a lot of driver aids as well in this obviously you know you're because it's not just about being on the track there are and i mean mad jumps in this game to the point where like you'll fly off the track at one point and you'll be expected to turn your ship 180 degrees so you're now flying upside down but when you land on the track you're the right way up so the track is like a 180 degree flip but you'll be expected to be doing this at like 1000 miles an hour while your screen's going all blurry and just everyone's trying to overtake you at the same time, and it's just like they should put this in VR so you can throw up all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, that would be nuts if they tried that shit. Um, there, there was a, an anti-gravity style racer on VR, but it was not very good. I tried it and got a refund because I played <laughs> two races and went, this is awful. This is not what I was hoping for at all. Um, but yeah, White Red Out 2, and I have to admit, I was a bit shocked at, at, at you know, sort of bummed it up here. When they released the first game, they wanted the full 50 lids, and I think that's why it didn't sell. It got good reviews, but it didn't sell very well, whereas this one's more out of like a budget price of 25 lids. So I think this one's selling quite a bit better. But uh, yeah, I've, I've tried a couple of e-races online and been left in the absolute dust by everyone, so I decided to stop doing that until maybe I get a bit better at the game. But so smooth as well. Like, oof. I think that's what makes it feel so fluid because it's got that high speed and just fluid gameplay and oh, it's very pretty to look at. The only thing yeah. I'm shocked at that there's no split screen. Yeah, it's very weird that I would say something like that, but my missus seen me play this and she was all, oh, Jesus, I'd love to give that a go. And I was all, right, okay. And then I was like, oh, shit, no, you can't. Sorry. But you can try single player. She's like, no, I wanted to race you. Split screen's like... I know it is, isn't it? But no, it's... Uh... Well, if you're going to do a class, like a throwback type racing game to back when we were all playing fucking split screen racing games and put in mm. split screen. Yeah, because I, I, you know, I get that it's, you know, it's, it's don't think it's out on the Switch or anything like that, but I get that it's maybe designed for the, the big consoles and the PC. But as you say, if you're doing that throwback style, you can't have a split screen in there, especially if you do have mates around, you go, hi lads, you just want to play this. Because I think racing games is one of those games that is a fun, sociable game. Mm. You know, you just fire on a, a track, you all pick your car and you fly around laughing at each other, you know, like blowing up or, you know, blue shelling each other or whatever your racing game you're playing. It's a, I think racing games is one of those sociable games that is pretty easy to, you know, it's not like you have to explain like mad controls to people. You just sort of go, I that's break and that's go, off you go. Yeah, straightforward. Is there much customization in the, what do you say, cars? Aye. Um, so there's two types of customization. There's the customization that matters when you're doing your engines and things like that. And then mm. for the actual ship, the look of the ship, you can just go absolute bonkers, but you have to unlock it all. Uh, it's not going to matter how good you get at that game. Then uh, online is just going to be a nightmare. Cause I, oh, I know, no, no. Like... So when, when you're playing online, all the ships are automatically fully upgraded. Oh, right, right. So again, forts away, it doesn't like... Um, all the cars have like you know uh, value for how powerful they are. Mm. It's you know numerical. Kind of like gives a car, Yeah, it gives a, the car a class and that. But mm. you get, people can do some crazy stuff with. They'll put in parts, you know, to make it uh, an A class car. But then they know go. Uh, mm. They know how to go in and tune the engine perfectly and all the different fucking gear ratios. So they just like fucking a dot in the distance at the start, and you're like, how the fuck? <laughs> it's nuts no when you're playing online all the ships are automatically fully upgraded uh, so no one really has an advantage um, but like I say you can I seen a guy had customized his I don't know how you craft but it looked like a Volkswagen Beetle <laughs> nice <laughs> so there was a, a Volkswagen Beetle with no wheels obviously but it was flying past me and I was like what the fuck <laughs> do you have much boys they just uh, if you're passing you, uh, they just crash into you because they're arseholes Oh, big time. That, that's that's kind of a, that. a tactic in Red Out. That is a Red Out tactic, apparently. Uh, I, you could say that's a tactic in any game, but it is a filthy, dirty tactic for people it who is, can't race. Yeah, uh, as well, as, 
uh, as well, instead of like breaking going into the corner, uh, slamming into the person in front of you, using them to slow down corner and going mm. right, like, don't fucking do it. Like, unfortunately, it gets around that as well. You can turn collision off, but for some reason, that's not, mm. there's something not right about that. Is it, but you can't trust people not to be dicks. And uh, I, <laughs> I saw a video of a guy recently who was like, Driving behind the guy, and they ha- he must have had the collision turned off, and he's just coming up. They they overtake him on the street, and the guy just like veers into him, right? But because the collision tech was turned off, he just went straight through him into the wall. So he could have finished second, <laughs> but instead he finished last. And yep. That's what you get. Fuck him. Deserve that punk. Um, but yeah, it, it is. It's a, it's a good game. I'd, I'd, if you know, if you're into the wipeout style games or the F Zero style games, and you're on the PlayStation or the Xbox, and you're looking for that type of anti gravity racer. Give Red Eye 2 a go. Um, I actually think, I think that went straight to Game Pass. Really? I think maybe it did. Let me double check that before I sound like a dirty liar. No, it's not on the recent. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, no, sorry. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's a good game. I definitely recommend it. It's just that high-speed anti-gravity racing fun. And then the only other thing, well, obviously we've still been playing the, the regulars, but um, I've still been playing that Song of Horror. And obviously, you remember I was telling you it had the permadeath and all in it. Well, yeah. Sadly, sadly, all my characters did die on the first chapter, and I had to restart it. But because I sort of remembered a lot of how they died, I was like, don't be doing that. Hang on, did I do that last time? I won't do it just in case. I did lose one. <laughs> I lost one person in a really stupid way. Oh, I was so annoyed. There's a bit where you're in the attic, and you have to climb out of a window to go down scaffolding. Right, I climbed out the wrong window and fell off the roof and died. <laughs> I like that you can do. Yeah, it was just like, ah, oh, god damn it! <laughs> so uh, I was so close to getting through the entire chapter without losing anybody, and then I had to do the scaffolding. But and I just, yeah, you know, I just seen the open window. I did not even think to look if there was other open windows. It just brain like well, there's an open window. Out of go. Unseen horrors tormenting you, trying to kill you, and you die by falling out a fucking window. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Natural causes. Fucking Darwinism at its finest. But yeah, I'm on to chapter two now, and uh, I thought I'd experienced all the different types of things that were attacking me, but no, there's other ones now as well. So yeah, it keeps, ad- it keeps adding different ways of poking you out, but it's pretty cool. Mm. Um, well, I guess... Well, we should probably talk about um, Chivalry 2, because that got a big, significant update where they added a, a new army um, that's all very sort of Middle Eastern style. Mm. Um, and fucking horses. Horses. So here's horses for free. We'll just put that in uh, there. Um, which is a big change uh, to the game. So yeah, like that, that's um, massive, especially for a multiplayer competitive game like that. Um mm. They were very clever with the map design as well with the horses because a lot of them have like big long bridges where boys are just joisting at each other. <laughs> and obviously, you've boys still fighting on the ground around this. So maybe you're in having a, a really good fight with a guy, and next thing a horse just runs up behind you and slams at you, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's it's still pretty balanced though, because like while mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. a horse will knock you flying, but if you can see it coming, it's pretty easy to dodge. A horse doesn't turn very well. And if the guy misses his shot, you are so fucking vulnerable um, oh, on that horse. <laughs> and it's so hard to get them going again once they've stopped. 
I've realized what happens there. The horses have a health bar. So mm. people, I didn't realize they were doing this. You can just thump the horse so you can. And if the horse takes a thump, it takes a while before it can sprint again. Ah, right. Although I still, I, my favorite shot was, remember, the guy was running at me and I caught him with a big swing with a hammer and he just went flying off the horse, but the <laughs> horse kept running. I was, oh, I was so happy someone else seen that. Yeah, that was, a shot. That was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, the, like you say, you have the new armies, the horses, uh, new skins and all for the existing uh, armies. And I think it was four or five new maps was added in one update as well, you know? Yeah, so, they're all, all quite the update. The, the, the new army. Um, mm. Yeah, it's... Uh, man, they could have released that as DLC, but then I guess you split your player base and mm-hmm. you don't want that. Um, so that uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge came out. Now, this is the new game, not the collection, which is mm. very much in the style of the old arcade game. Uh, and it, it plays very much in the, the style of the old arcade game with, I guess, a few extra bits. I played a little bit of it. Um, really enjoy it. Uh, would have been hard to mess this up, I guess. Um, ah. But yeah, it's from the same publisher that did Streets of Rage 4. Emu. Um, and yeah, it's, it, there's not a lot to say because it's, you know, it's a side scroll and beat them, beat them up. Um, yep. You can play as the Turtles, or Casey Jones, or April O'Neil, um, and you beat up the Foot Clan. It's got la- a launcher for juggles. Um, it's got a dodge, which is new. Uh, so you can you, you can backflip, um, and then you can actually do an attack from the backflip, um, which dashes forward. Um, I do like launching like six foot soldiers at once, and then juggling about the place um i really mm. like the way it looks as well it's that uh 16-bit era sprites um yeah it's uh it's exactly what you want out of one of these kinds of games um and i so will be playing it again, more of it pretty much i i'm trying uh, to write so it was obviously the same uh publisher but the developer is called tribute games mm-hmm. so I think what, I'm just going to see what, if they've done. Oh, there! Oh, this is. Oh, oh These are the guys that done Mercenary Kings. This is why this is so goddamn good. Ah, right. So that that explains the uh, the art style. And uh, so so it, it is 16-bit sprites. Uh, if you remember the the arcade game, um, it's not one the one like. Remember the sprites in the arcade game? They're fucking huge. Yes. Uh, everything in this looks a bit more chibi. Uh, you know, um, I heard it described as it kind of looks like a Game Boy Advance game, but bigger. And it's like, mm-hmm. I that kind of um, hits a nail on the head of uh, the way the uh, the characters are designed. Uh, but everything mm-hmm. that uh, looks it looks great. I um, you know, it's in the style of the the eighties cartoon. Uh, you know, Rocksteady and Bebop, and they're looking fantastic um like an angelo who's got his nunchucks not the fucking grappling hook that we had to put up what was up with that why the fuck was it called teenage mutant hero turtles here and mikey had a grappling hook it's because they're like oh nunchucks are too dangerous leonardo has fucking swords yep yep Uh, and you know their their enemy was called the shredder who ran around with huge big 
claws basically on his knuckles, ripping things to bits. But uh, I, I guess um, it's a bit harder for you know eight year old me to make a sword than it is to get two pieces of wood and tie <laughs> and a piece of rope True. to make no jokes. I definitely did never did that. Definitely. Oh, none of us did that. Do you know what the thing was? We all knew about it though. Yeah, we all knew they were the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, it's because uh, like games seem to fly under the radar there. Because yeah. the the NES game, um, that was still Ninja and the original movies and the movies they did in Ballers, but just the uh, just the cartoon for some reason. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely uh, gonna pick that up myself. Oh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's it, it'll be like um, you know, if you enjoyed Streets of Rage Four, you'll enjoy this. Has the same kind of you know, here's challenges per level. Um, encourage right. you to get through it as fast as possible or get through it without getting hit. Um, I want to, I don't know if we get enough people together without having to resort to randomers, <laughs> but the six player co op has to be just incomprehensible. Bonkers. I, how would you even know what's going on? I have no idea. It has cross play, but only Xbox and PC. That's weird, which is a bit disappointing. Oh, you can play Splinter as well. Sorry for. Uh, yeah, um, I I don't I don't know why because it's it's on Game Pass. It was day one Game Pass release. Um, it got announced at the not E three. So yeah, when is that other one out? They haven't given a date for it because that's just remasters, I guess. It is. It's, it's a, a bunch of the old Turtle games. Aye. So the, the the ones Konami basically put together, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, doesn't Konami have something to do with this? I don't think so. I don't think they have the Turtles license anymore. I uh, know they definitely have the license, but I don't know it could be because it's so uh, linked to their games. But yes, yeah, you don't. Nah, there's no uh, no Konami logos in sight. Um, I played that. Uh, this this also came to Game Pass. You know that chorus, but it, it it's like a V <laughs> instead of a U oh, because yeah. because a U used to look like a V in olden timeies. Mm. Uh, so we're, everyone's just calling it Corvus. Um, yeah, I played that. I, I had no idea what the fuck it was. <laughs> I knew it was something what to do with, with shooting in a spaceship, which, yeah, I was right there. So, it's hard to... See, you know those games like Freelancer and, um, you know, Elite Dangerous and stuff where you can, like, you have your ship and you can be, a you know, do dogfights in space, uh, but you can do, you know, trading, um, and a space trucker and all sorts of bullshit like that and it's very open mm. so it's kind of like that but the focus on the dogfighting part um and you just take missions and shooting stuff and it actually that feels pretty good um and it's got you know it's a lot more like i said focused than other games i got which is always like the idea of those games but then you go to play them it's like this is just yeah, there's the story's really weak, and it's just about people that want to sit in space and fly back and forth and trade fucking minerals all day, um, which isn't for me. But this is like, all right, you're you play this this woman named Nara, and she was part of this um, empire, or whatever or cult that, and and she did a genocide and then got had a an attack of conscience, so fucked off out of that, and now she's with these other guys. Um, um, and I don't think anyone knows her past, but she's a really good pilot. Uh, and then this cult comes and starts blowing up these guys, and and, and you're you're away defending um, 
the defend against the guys you used to be with. Um, there's there's sort of weird psychic magicy type stuff in there as well. Um, but I, I, I might keep at it because yeah, it is it is it's a pretty fun like space shooter. I think it's it's almost like a Star Fox type, but not as you know, Star Fox very much in a corridor go this Aye. way. Very linear, very linear. Yeah, this one you can fly more about, but it's it's very focused on the combat, which uh, I appreciate. And uh, that that's about it from the what I've been playing stuff. Uh, but light on the games news this week. Obviously, because a big thing just happened, so they're it's gonna be quiet. Uh, we're on Gravel Bastards because we always want more. Yep. Like, here's a bunch it's of news. Like, what about this week? What have you done for me lately? <laughs> Uh, we did have a Final Fantasy 25th anniversary thing where a couple things were announced. Um, whether you care about them or not. Uh, Final Fantasy 7 Crisis Core is getting a remaster. I, I played I, that originally, you know. And and what would what do you think? Uh, I'm not going to lie, I don't really I remember it too much. Um, I just remember it being the prequel to uh, 7 and it literally leads up to the events of 7. This is your other guy, Zach, who is not Cloud. Yes, this is who Cloud thinks he is. Yeah, but maybe that's not the case anymore because but maybe, obviously yeah, that's ha- all I don't. Yeah, uh, it's all gone now. Um, and then finally, what everyone has been asking is part two of the remake, which is called Rebirth, will come out winter twenty twenty three. Um, and then there's going to be one more after that, so not done yet. Um. The most interesting thing, but well, it's not even because we all kind of don't know how spoiler you want to get into for the the remake. But there is a part in the footage that we see Cloud, Zack, and Sethroff, and we hear a female voice over the top of it saying, "Wait, what are you implying that I died? That I'm some kind of imposter? Um, who could that be? Who could, mm. who could be saying that? I, I wonder." So, uh, if if you haven't played it by now, uh, I mean, everyone knows what happens. Who dies in Final Fantasy? Famously. Yep. yep. Very famously. If you don't know that Aerith we dies. Were, and, we were all shocked when it happened. Yeah. And the, uh, what the first part of 7 remake has hinted at is, maybe this isn't a, a remake of Final Fantasy 7, but is a alternate timeline where not necessarily the same shit is going to happen again um and and that's maybe what that's this is what in reference to. yeah because you got all those weird uh ghost things flying about and they like they keep coming after earth like she shouldn't be there or something and that's what they're implying mm. um so well there was a bit near the end again spoilery here but remember at the end when sephiroth stabs barrett mm. and the ghost comes in and goes no 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 you're alive and he's like, why did that thing save my life? It's like, because you're not supposed to die by Sephiroth's hand. It's like... You're the wrong one. They're trying to keep... Yeah, you're the wrong one, basically. And then, obviously, at the end, you fucking wipe them all out. So now the gloves are off and anything goes now. And from what I took from it, that is... That Sephiroth is the original Final Fantasy VII's Sephiroth. Yes, he knows the crack. Aye, which is why Aerith was all, hey, you're not right. There's something wrong with you. You're you, you shouldn't be here, and he's just sitting there laughing like I fuck he's <laughs> I'm gonna fuck shit up now. 
with the I go awake me in this timeline as well to be fucking through with me. I mean, all this stuff is way more interesting than just going, ah, uh, here is the Final Fantasy Seven story with uh, updated graphics and gameplay. Yeah, technically you are getting a sequel. Yeah, it's a sequel to Final Fantasy mm. Seven. Um, they also released the Final Fantasy Seven Remake Integrate, which brings in the, the, the UVD LLC um, to Steam and Epic. They're charging 70 quid, which is the precedent that Sony has set uh, now creeping mm. onto the PC. And mm. who fucking better than Square Enix to pull this shite? Um, I say, nah, I hope this goes down like a lead balloon. Um, at the minute, it is discounted to 50 which is a reasonable price that is what you should be paying for a new game on steam mm. um not a 70 pound bollocks um uh if you don't pick it up at the sale price i encourage everyone to go pirate the fuck out of it and teach them a lot yep we're in control of this shit and they need to they need to know that i was i won't say i was surprised but it's just like the P the PC gaming has always been, hey, games are cheaper over here. Yeah, the price entry's a bit steep, but you know, you you get, mm. you know, you have choices on where to buy your stuff, and it'll be cheaper. And and now the Sony shit's spilling over. Like uh, they'd be doing it with Xbox as well because it was Sony that started. They they did the seventy pound price point, and the the bigger publishers were happy enough to go along with that. You know, your EAs, and your Activisions. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also did it on Xbox, and while Microsoft is like, we're not charging seventy pounds for it, we're not forcing anyone to do that. Fuck it, we'll put it on Aye. Game Pass if you let us. Aye. Yeah, shitty. And in other shocking announcements, so at the Capcom event last week, we we had a teaser for something about Dragon's Dogma because it's his tenth anniversary and it was getting its own event. Uh, and then we waited for this its own event to see a man take a jacket off with a t-shirt that says Dragon Dogma 2 on it and then not see anything. <laughs> like, no footage. I'm so, pretty sure. Didn't they do that when they announced the Resident Evil 2 remake? I think you're right. But they didn't it dedicate a, a stream to it. True, true. But they done the dude in the t-shirt thing. The dude in the t-shirt. He's just taking off uh, a jacket. Oh, it's really hot in here. Oh, Dragon Dogma <laughs> 2. They are making it in uh, RE Engine, which is uh, should look good. Yeah, least. that'll be nice. Yeah, no dates or, n- or any sort of uh, any sort of information. No they footage did, even. No, they did say that the the place in which Dragon Dogma takes place, Grancis, is based on Wales. Right. So there you go. There you go. Did you see the Silent Hill footage or the fan remake Silent Hill footage? I, well, I know you did. Yes, we um, have to lead into it somehow. Yeah, we do, we do. <laughs> um, but we were obviously chatting this before recording, and obviously you can't give it too much of a hard time because it's a fan remake. But I think they've leaned very heavily into the awkward movement style of Silent Hill 1. Um, yeah, it's all fixed camera angles and shit. And just, it, Harry looks awkward moving around and shit. But um, yeah, as as we both agreed on, we'd rather play that than anything fucking Bloober team would make with Silent Hill's name on it. Hundred percent, definitely. Uh, yeah, it it looks like this what they're doing, and again, this is it's fine. This is so, something guys are doing in their own time, not getting paid for it. It's just for the love of it. Mm. Um, they're just 
making the original Silent Hill step for step in Unreal Engine 5. It's if you were to ask me, like, what do you want out of a, a us remaking Silent Hill? Yeah, it wouldn't just be that. Uh, I I would definitely want something more in the vein of what they did with Resident Evil Two. Um, mm. But yeah, the, it's it's the school, and it looks like the school, and it looks creepy. Oh, they nailed it! I I love the fact they even got because I still to this day never understood those wee things in Silent Hill One when you're in the school. There's like the wee shadowy kids running around, but they oh, didn't attack calling? you. It didn't uh, do anything. They just made weird noises. No, you could attack them though. Oh, could you? For no uh, good reason never, at all. Yeah, you'd just be wasting ammo. Oh, you hit him with a pipe. Oh, that's right. You, yeah, I suppose you could wheel him with a pipe. That'd be wild, cruel if it's not attacking you. <laughs> like if something in Silent Hill is not attacking you, don't go fucking poking the bear because you never know what'll happen. This is true. Yeah, uh, uh, I I can't see this becoming much other than some fans' project, really. Um. But still, best best news out of last week is, well, so far, no blooper team signed out game. Yep. Do you think at some point has, uh, had they planned and seeing everyone being like, oh, Jesus Christ, no. Did they pull it or? I don't think Konami would care enough to do something like that. Yeah, you're probably right. They'd be all, what's the, what's the fans saying? Oh, the fans are saying, don't do this. Ah, fuck the fans. We don't give a shit. Uh, make this game. Uh, some chumps will buy it anyway. And sure, <laughs> we'll make NFTs out of it. Oh, sorry. Completely off topic. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, so completely off topic. This is insane. Uh, very, very, very I, I thought we were done with the NFT thing, right? And it hey, really look. hurts when something. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> it really hurts when something that you're a fan of. And someone you're a fan of jumps into the NFT shit and you're like, oh, no, Dave Mustaine, what are you doing? He's a bit late to the fucking party. The thing is Aye. dying a death. No one's talking Aye. about it anymore. Crypto is in fucking free fall. Yep. That, that actually leads nicely into this other story I had here. Is it, you can buy okay. graphics cards again. Hey! At RRP, at the proper price. Holy right, shit. now you could go on to NVIDIA's website and buy an RTX 3070 for £469. I'll be damned. There's light at the end of the tunnel, boys. We're almost there. Yay! Christ, uh, that, that's, that's been the worst thing uh, about all the you know crypto and NFT. I well, usually wouldn't care about it all happen, but it's just that it uses graphics cards to make it, and because mm. they're all buying up them to you can't get a fucking graphics card to play games you know the thing that the graphics card was made to do uh, uh-huh. uh, but then apparently microsoft are having controller shortages are they i was reading that today apparently microsoft have came out and openly admitted yes and uh, we're very sorry we know we're having a bit of a controller shortage thing here but we're working on it oh shit they just added new options to their uh you know thing they do where you can make your own controller Oh, that elite controller thing? No, 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 no. Um, they have a like a, a design studio where you can just design your own normal controller, and they charge you an, a normal ass price for it. Maybe that's why they're having controller shortages. <laughs> Nobody wants uh, just a, a standard controller anymore. To be fair, if Sony did it, I'd be all, "Yep, I'm making me a fucking uh, Motorhead controller or something." Sony would be double the price. Oh, big time! I they'd rip the balls. I think they were talking. Weren't they talking this week about a pro controller or something? Yeah, I give a shit about. That'll that. That'll be a pile too. of balls. Oh, I need to play better. It's like, well, 
Get well, the them. only reason I would be even slightly interested in it is, you know, you can change your sticks. So maybe if you're getting stick drift, you can just stick a new one in. Would that the thing help is, that? no, because stick drift is caused by the internals and you're not changing the internals. I think that's ah, basically changed. Oh, this one's a bigger stick and this one's a smaller stick. Oh, mine's bigger. And it's got, you put the flappy bits in the back. Ah, no, no way. I hate that shit. Yeah, I'm very ham-fisted as it is. <laughs> More buttons, more buttons to fuck up. Uh, more buttons to they break and pay money for. And press by accident. And press by accident. Um, and finally, I'm going to talk about this. This, just, this is really annoying. Nintendo. Oh, they, that's right. They hate us. They hate our guts. Mm. They want our money, but they hate our guts. And if we like one they of the They claim they're the family-friendly company, but they're Are liars. they fuck? Lying bastards. You go and try... Some guy... Um, Content creator, YouTuber called Cinemax, not not Cinemax, like the American mm. channel that does all the the nudie films. S Y N A Max. Um, so what he does is he does synth music, Ooh. makes music, uh, and he had done covers of uh, covers of some Metro Prime tunes. They made him take them down. Covers, nine videos he had to take down. Um, and he's all like, I he's he's a, a pretty fucking heartbroken about it. And he was all like, hey, just do this like every other cunt does it and demonetize it. I he literally did say he doesn't care about making money off these things. Just just wants that that music to be there. And I have to iterate that this is him covering these. He made them from scratch. It's a cover. Mm. You know, you see cover songs all the time, uh, and and they. They, they, they come and take it down and the best it is where the fuck can I go and listen to the Metro Prime soundtrack someone explain that one to me see this is what I don't understand Nintendo famously have some absolutely amazing soundtracks in their games but you legally like let's be honest if we really want to listen to covers and shit we know where we can go but legally you can't like Spotify, there's nothing up there. Like say YouTube, they're all over that. So you you have to end up sailing the high seas if you want to listen to Nintendo soundtracks. Like I'm yep. surprised Nintendo aren't releasing their music on vinyl. There's a lot of money to be made in that shit. Yeah, but it's just this idea of like someone expressing their love for something yeah. that you, not even you, you someone made it while working at your company, uh, and then you yep. act a fucking prick about it. Um, that this was doing no harm to anyone. No, like what was it you said? He had like six point nine thousand subs just, so it wasn't even like yeah. it wasn't even like one of the the like how they came across him. I don't know. They must have people just out there constantly oh, yeah. searching for boys doing this. He actually has seven thousand followers now, or seven thousand subs now, and there I just it's gave just, him an aura one. It's just, as you say, it it, it would be heartbreaking, though, because the, the, the amount of work he's probably went into to do these synth covers, to sit and listen to it. Because, obviously, you can't go out and buy a fucking Metroid Prime's music book to figure out what note is what. You have to keep just listening to it and figure out what's what. So he sat, done all this work, synthed it up, probably done an absolute blinding job. I'm sure he was very happy with it. And then the fucking guys that he's paying homage to come along and go, take that down. You'd be like, well, why? I'm just showing you how much I care about you. And they're like, nap, shut up. Yeah, it, it is so fucking... I think this idea that a, that a corporation can own an idea is fucking yeah. stupid. I, it's, it makes no sense. Now, he's a bunch Especially of... Especially if you're not making money on it. 
you know, I say you should be able to make money on it. They're like, oh, this is this is our brand. It's like fuck off. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, but like I don't understand what right they actually have though, because he is literally not. I mean, how do they have the right to do this? Because he's not making money on it, and surely it's a freedom of creativity or something. Uh, like apparently, that. you need some sort of uh, what's it called? A compulsory license. Uh, Aye, but what if I just start humming? Is that? Are we taking off the air now? There's bunch of I. There's on Spotify. I can go listen to covers of like metal covers of. Yeah, the the Zelda thing. I, I don't know how this this works. To be honest, I have a record behind me here of the London Philharmonic Orchestra covering the Zelda theme. Now that is a purchase I made. How's that happening then? I guess they got permission from Nintendo to do it or something, or paid them. I don't know. Um, I bet you they had to pay them. Oh. It's it's bollocks, eh? Mm. It's like why 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 don't you go? Why are you so go do something about the fucking reams and reams of Samus porn that's out there? Yeah. What about don't the time everyone good. was obsessed with? What about the time everyone was obsessed with Luigi's penis? <laughs> it's like you you were all grand with that, but this fucking guy's making a bit of Samus music, and you're like, oh no, you can't be doing that. We need control of our brand. That just sounds like remember that. Fucking time, Metallic went after Napster. Yeah, uh, it's just that. Yeah, uh, it wasn't even. You know, get like see all the music. Like Metro Prime, Nintendo as a company didn't make that. It was retro. Oh yeah, <laughs> you published it. So what the fuck? Uh, copyright law. It would make you want to smash your head against the wall. Mm. Uh, I bet we talk about something more fun then. Like, talking about smashing heads against walls. <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk about Vinny Max penis. Oof! Oh Jesus! Oh! And what he's been doing with it? What? A, or what he was doing? It probably still probably was doing up until recently. I bet you. <laughs> Garden fucking tea. Um. So yeah, the big news in wrestling had nothing to do with that kind of wrestling. Um. So Vince McMahon is being investigated by the WWE board. Over three million dollars that was paid to a female employee to stay quiet about an affair she had with Vince, um, and these their emails were leaked to was it Wall Street Journal? Mm-hmm. I want to say yes. Uh, it was reported by the Wall Street Journal. Emails were leaked to them, but it, um. And to make things, uh, so she was, she was employed as a paralegal, um, and then to make this even more fucking sketchy, she was then made assistant to John Laurinaitis, who um, was the head of talent relations, and as to quote the emails, she was passed like a toy from Vince to John Laurinaitis, and he was also at it. Ah, uh, this is... Just fucking greasy. Oh, beyond <laughs> greasy. The worst of a great However, man. however, the grease hasn't even finished yet. Oh, so, on Friday when the, the well, was it Wednesday or Thursday the news all started came, coming about? Uh, yeah, some, some, somewhere in the middle of the week there. Uh, somewhere in the middle of the weekend. So then there's a, a big post put out on Twitter that Vince McMahon will appear on SmackDown this Friday. Oh, but like, even before that, so Vince has oh, oh Jesus, okay. Vince has stepped aside as CEO. 
So he had to step down as CEO um, for the first oh, right, okay. Um I think, I think Stephanie's in his interim, I want to say. Right, so that happened first? Yes. Um, oh, right, right. Sorry, did you say Steph is in- interim? I think so. Aye, we all know how I feel about intro. Yeah. <laughs> Wardlow, Wardlow wouldn't be out of heat. He'd be like, no. No, <laughs> Wardlow be burying her. I'm going to beat Vince. <laughs> um, right, so so he had stepped down and all before this was even announced. Yeah, and that is just from the, the right. business end of things. Um, yeah. Not, not creative. So he's still in charge mm. of creative. Which beggars believe how, but... He's going to say no to him. So, uh, as you said, SmackDown this Friday. Mm. Ahead of SmackDown, they announce Vince McMahon will appear on SmackDown. He comes out. He, he will open SmackDown. Open That's SmackDown. That's how they put it. So so everyone will be tuning in to see this. Comes out. Massive pop. Fucking fans. Um, Bunch of marks. Gets in the ring. Says, John Cena will be here next week. Then leaves. Use this fucking thing for a ratings boost. You fucking... Scumbag, you absolute, absolute fucking arsehole. Scumbag. Mm. <laughs> like, come on. Um, yeah, as if this wasn't a bad look. It's so arrogant. It's just so fucking mm. arrogant to do something like this. I, I stand by, like I've made this statement before, Vince McMahon is the worst thing to ever happen to professional wrestling. And people mm. were probably like, how can you say that? Look at he do, do, do. He fucking killed the territories. You think yeah. wrestling was better for not having a like big diverse group of promotions all doing different things? Fuck off! He killed WCW, and WCW sort of killed mm. itself as well, though. But um, mm. uh, he he, uh, he is the worst thing that that's that's ever happened to wrestling. I think, but from a standpoint of the wrestling business as a whole, he's monopolizing. Mm. That's never a good thing. Uh, competition is always also- better. He drove it into the ground that much that the indies started to pop up and take per popularity. So it was inevitable that yeah, you know, that, people would that, get fucked off. Yeah, that was from the creative side. Whereas, like, uh, people got to the point where, like, I found that there was a market for alternatives, um, and we just had to wait for someone with enough money to do it. Um, now, more on this, uh, we can see that this that Vince is just going to no sell this and. Um, to continue as he's still going to be in control of the shows till the day he fucking goes back home. Um, <laughs> and uh, John Laurinaitis is definitely taking the fall for this. Um, mm. He has been placed on administrative leave. Um, uh, Bruce Pritchard is the, uh, no more interim for you, uh, the interim head of talent relations. Bruce not Pritchard. Sh- oh, that's Bruce fucking Pritchard. great there. I'm not sure about the stepping. Where did I hear that? If she is, because she did step away completely. Aye, aye, because there was a lot of people saying she almost knew this shit show was coming. That's what people reckon. Yeah, yeah, she is CEO again. Um, that's what people reckon. She stepped away, um, because they she knew this was coming, and she's on the board, so she probably did. It's the board doing the investigation. Triple H is on the board, um, and. Like they can't, they can't take part in the investigation. There's a massive conflict of interest mm. there. So, um, it, it's 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 mad. Oh no, sorry, it was Raw. He appeared on that SmackDown. Oh, was it Raw? Sorry, sorry, I thought it was I thought Friday. It was... it was yesterday. I thought oh. it was Friday. Oh right, no, he was on Raw as well. Sorry, it was Raw where I he confirmed John C. He did it again. <laughs> he 
done it again. He's done it twice. Oh, for fuck's sake. This is going to be his thing now. Yep. Well, I don't watch his stuff anyway, so. No. But the best thing a little ever happened to a company is when he drops dead. That's what I meant. Goes home. You know, back back to hell. Yep. From whence he came. Um, But then, who takes over from him? Is there anyone that would be actually any better than him? Well, well, Stephanie in the CEO chair at the minute. Um, Are you talking more creatively? I'm talking, like, who would you have in that company that you would trust with creative to get it sort of... I, I would give, honestly, Triple H. He's shown he can do good shit. Oh, that's shit. right. He done NXT. Mm-hmm. And NXT was some of the best stuff. All right. Shawn Michaels in there as well. I would, Bruce Pritchard, he needs to go. He's he's a waste of fucking space, that boy. Oh, he, uh, he is a waste of space. Name a corny bad angle from any time in WWE history, and it's probably what did it. Probably. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, it's this is this is fucking nuts. Uh, but at the same time, not surprised. No, I don't really think not him and his wife have been proper. Like they're still married, but I don't think they've been properly together. Ah, uh, yeah. Could she take a shit ton of money off him though? No, his for wife? committing adultery. Uh, I'm sure. Again, she probably if she was going to divorce him, but why even bother at this fucking stage in the game? Like, yeah, true. Two of them are probably doing whatever they want anyway, I suppose, like you say. I would say he's been probably at, at this for, I know this is just pure speculation, but like, <laughs> this can't be a lot. He's a no, no way. Know, billionaire. That's what they do. Yep. Um, the, the, I, I think the worst but part of it is the the, the Laurinaitis stuff. And I passed her along. But you've heard shit about Laurinaitis um, when he was, mm. when he became. Uh, head of talent relations again. There was like all the female talent. We're like, no, don't do this. We don't want this. Don't get no. Get that fucking creep out of here. Um, mm. Didn't even have a like stock uh, share prices fell by four percent. Fucking massive amount. Uh, yeah, interesting times for uh, WWE. Um, mm. There's two other law firms. Uh, investigating them as well because um, there's all sorts of things about people like a, there was a wild lot of their stocks sold just before this came out um, so there's two separate law firms now investigating them uh, to make mm. sure they haven't has no insider trading going on there or the, you know shady dealings there because yeah people definitely um, and when you call that uh, guy Dunn um, his first name Kevin Dunn. Kevin Dunn now. People were saying about him selling stocks, but uh, that he did sell stuff just before it came out, but he's had a, you can look back and see that he's been had a pattern of selling stocks. Um, mm. I think he is the, the main issue with the product of WWE because mm. he's in charge of the whole production side of it. And that is my main problem. It's not even so much the creative. Like, their creative is on the whole usually bad and really short-sighted but the main thing that i can't deal with is the production it's just too slick it doesn't look like a sporting event uh and the just the, the camera work god the camera work oh you were saying about that it would make you vomit uh, like zooming in every time there's a hit don't there's pretty no sure it was um it wasn't a Brandon Cutler was taking the piss out of that one some BTE. Yes, yes, he was just ripping but, the piss out of the WWE's like, camera stuff. You're like, ah, oh, well, it makes the it makes the the impacts it makes it more impactful. It's like that is the wrestler's job to do that, not you. Yep. yep. Keep your 
keep your fucking teeth out of it. Mm. Um, yeah, that's enough. Now you didn't watch Slammiversary. I'm afraid I right. Okay, folks, I apologize. I have not. Oh, was I was not going to mention that. <laughs> no, you know what? Fuck it. We'll 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 we'll, we'll clear the air. We had a bit of a stag do at the weekend for our old buddy Ninja. Normally, that's when I would watch my uh, Impact pay per views, but you know I was too busy out drinking and partying and all the rest of it. And uh, I have not got around to watching Slammiversary yet, but I, mean, I promise. The sun, the sun, the, before the stag day, me and you're like, oh, maybe we'll just watch it on the Sunday. It's like, I f- nope. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. We, we were lucky to get out of the fucking hotel room without being double charged. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Now, mm. the reason I brought up Slammiversary. Um, yes. So, so the, this was Impact's 20, 20th anniversary. Mm-hmm big occasion um so we had a bunch of alumni sending in videos we had aj styles which is massive uh mm-hmm. sting kurt angle all sent in video messages but um one guy missing samoa joe he did not um mm-hmm. and people were questioning this uh and joe had a had a come out <laughs> i say read what he wrote here is it dearest cackling hens i wasn't <laughs> asked <laughs> Or available, and it should not mar a great milestone set by impact. Happy anniversary, and my best going forward to all involved. There you go. The, uh, there you go. Wasn't asked. I wonder why. Yeah, that wouldn't be like Scott Demore. Hey? They just forget. I know. Did, did he forget about you? Hey, I, I bet you his fucking brain slipped. Hey? I bet you he is kicking himself. Because I know Demore and Joe are genuinely good mates. But that's that's the one time Demore is going to be like, oh, fuck. Fuck, how did I forget Joe? I was chatting him last week for fuck's sake. But uh but you're obviously you're saying people fucking jumped on this, they go, oh, what the fuck, Joe? Blah 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 blah. You're like, hey lads, go and fuck up hey. Mistakes happen. I mean like yeah. were do we know if um do we know if Frankie and C D sent it anything? Um, I have no idea. That's what I'm just because there's there is technically a lot of people you could class as impact originals who aren't there anymore. Um and do you jump on them as well if they didn't do it? Eh, I don't know. There, the, there's bound to be more than them three, but that's that's the biggest names. Uh, oh, I. At the end of the day, like Joe has always said, he will never have any malice towards how he left the company. It was just he knew it was his time to go. And you know, like Joe definitely had a better send off than some of the people that left. Fucking hell. Yeah, did he at least get paid up until the the end? Because <laughs> some pretty people. Sure he got, yeah. Yeah. Fuck Dixie. I I don't know how that company survived after Dixie Carter, you know. Jesus fuck. I really don't know how it's still going. Yeah, fucking cockroach. Uh, cannot kill impact. He can't well, not even Tony Khan with his seven dollars couldn't do it. <laughs> Buys a lot of bullets. Not enough though. <laughs> not enough. As you once said, if there's a nuclear war there'll be cockroaches watching impact pay per views. <laughs> um so so AEW uh we are building up to Forbidden Door, and mm-hmm. we're pretty much have a decent idea of what we're going to see at this event. Um, so yeah, let's get to it then. Um, on Dynamite, which is the Road Rager edition, Dynamite, mm. we start off with the hair versus hair match, uh, Jericho versus Ortiz. This was a very good match. This was. Ortiz was to, was made to look very very good. He almost had Jericho beat on numerous occasions. Uh, um, 
we get a wee bit of interference from Kingston, which everyone was okay with <laughs> when yep. gave Jericho the old backfist. <laughs> that's right. Uh, unfortunately, that's not where the interference end. We get uh, what we thought was like, no, someone dressed as Fuego del Sol came out and hit uh, hit Ortiz with Floyd the bat to give mm. Jericho the win. Um, did you know immediately that was Sammy Guevara? I'd, well, I obviously knew it wasn't Fuego when it's because the back of the mask wasn't laced up. That's how. You, that's always an indicator when if it's not who it's supposed to be because they don't lace up the mask. Where yeah, because they have someone to take who wears it off. a mask always. Yes, um, I didn't know who it was because I couldn't get a good proper look at him. But when he jumped out of the ring and the camera was looking at him and he was smiling, hundred percent knew it was Sammy. Yeah, aye. Uh, probably the best thing you could do with Sammy at this point. Isn't it crazy to think though that? Like when we were talking about the inner circle what, a year ago, we were all oh, Sammy needs to get away from Jericho. He's like Jericho's holding Sammy back, and you know Sammy's going to be a <laughs> megastar. All this here, and now it's like, oh shit, Sammy's in trouble. What do we do? Put him back with Jericho. <laughs> He's fucked himself over. Oh um, man, he I did it. There's there's no denying he did it himself. Like he did. I um. But yeah, at least uh, it's salvageable now with with him being part of the Jericho Appreciation Society. Um, We'll see what happens there. I just want to point out that the really cool moment at the end. So there was a hair versus hair match. Ortiz lost, has to shave his head, takes the shears off the barber himself and starts shaving his own fucking head because Ortiz do not give a shit. And I just love the nope. part where he's sitting there shaving his head. His fucking head's bleeding. He's shaving it that hard and he's just shouting over and over again, blood and guts while shaving his head. It's like, oh, fuck, Jericho, you are fucked. <laughs> that man. Yep. See when he, um, <laughs> obviously we'll talk about this a bit later, but we obviously seen him a bit later on in the show with the properly fully shaved bald head. Yeah. He looks like an even badder bastard. <laughs> <laughs> He looks like the type of guy who who would kill you and eat your wallet rather than steal it. <laughs> I hope uh, he, he's done this so he can grow back the microphone. Oh, I love the microphone so much, <laughs> especially when he did the microphone drop. <laughs> it made so much more sense. He still does that. It's just like, I don't know if it's still called a mic drop, but no, wait. <laughs> he can't call it that anymore because that's um, hey, Max hey, Caster's hey. finisher. Hey, He's been doing that a lot longer. I'm sorry, Max. Sorry. <laughs> Martins yeah. was doing that in the impact days. <laughs> but uh, I hope you're right. I hope he actually is either. He, either he keeps the head shaved because it does actually suit him and he just looks like a, a, a lunatic. Or like you say, he grows the uh, grows the microphone back because I did love that as well when he had that. I was kind of looking forward to Jericho running about in bad wigs and shit, but oh uh, well. Ah, that would have been funny. That I guess we'll funny. just have to laugh at his bad hair and his bald spot. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Uh, at the Wardos segment after that, um, where it's him against twenty security guys, this was so stupid. Yeah, it, I don't know what the. Why did the guys at the start get eliminated when he knocked out? He knocked like three of them off the apron, and and Dasha was all like, "They've been eliminated," and you're like, "Why? Uh, they didn't even what? get in the ring." I was pinning boys and no shoulders pinned to the mat and just big piles of them. Uh. I get like, ah, oh, it would take forever to pin 20 guys. It's like, what well, the fucking do that? Or do something else. Make it a battle royale. I, who gives a fuck? But, um, yeah, this this is about nothing. I mean, we've seen Wardlow not, beat the shit out of these. I, nothing even came about after it. Because I was expecting maybe, you know, someone to come tearing down and 
be like, oh shit, here we go, Wardlow's first big challenge, but no. Yeah, Mark Sterling got, got powerbombed. Uh, Mark Sterling got powerbombed, but I still prefer Johnny Hungy doing it. Uh, it does, um, uh, yeah, the, uh, the part with Dan Lambert as well, he's, he's up on his seat, Scorpio Sky, so that, uh, that oh, is yeah, where we're right. going, where this, where Wardlow's going to oh, challenge yeah. Scorp. That's and then we had I didn't remember it. two UFC guys that he sends into the ring. And one of them I noticed um, could barely stand. Could barely what? That guy got hit by a train and okay. survived. Then why were they sending him into the ring? I have no idea. Because he's from St. Louis, I guess. I just didn't, uh, that didn't look fun for him. Nope, it did not. He did not it, look like he was enjoying himself. Hit by a train. Christ. Uh, I'm not sure which one it was. Matt Huge and Tyrone Woodley. I'm not sure which one's were. Uh, yeah, another great match. That one. Yeah, Dax Harwood versus Will Ospreay. This was brilliant. Hey. This yeah. was so much. It was great. Dax is so good. Will Ospreay. Stuff. I, that Dax is really good. Um, I, like I say, I don't, I've never seen a lot of Will Ospreay before, but I do, I do love his style in the ring. He's just like this cocky, arrogant, fucking I'm just the fucking best. There's nothing anyone can do about it. And mm. the swagger and all he has in the ring, it's, aye, he's good. He's good. Dax is like this, you know, crab, but I'm going to fucking, although there was at one point, remember he had him in the corner, Dax, and he chops him. <laughs> and then he chops him a second time, and holy fuck, it sounded like a gunshot. Osprey does almost like a jokey sell the first time, and he's like, uh, uh, is, is that right? Sell us one. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, hey. Don't be doing that goofy shit with me, boy. Uh, uh, I wouldn't be fucking with Dax. Um, no. Osprey wins this one. Now, this makes mm. sense, because Osprey lost the, the last match. Uh, but that was, mm-hmm. you had, that was trios, so, and you were up against FTR, best tag team in the world. Um, it makes sense that they would overcome in a tag match, um, but this is one on one, and that's that's where Osprey's, you know, yep, that's his he's his strength is. Um, so makes sense there. Uh, we get your boy jumping in the ring afterwards to cause trouble. <laughs> yep, I was so chuffed to, to sc- seeing him. <laughs> <laughs> beating on fucking decks. Um, <laughs> then we get uh, Rapongi Vice and Cash coming for the save, and then yeah, Orange Cassidy. He's back. He's got new denim, and he's ready to take on Osprey. <laughs> that is going to be great. That's going to be unbelievable. Now, do you want to know what the apparent original plan was? Oh, because okay. this is this is a backup, and there's a bit of drama with this as well, and it's. It's mainly between New Japan and AAA uh, and right. CMLL, the other uh, Mexican promotion. So New Japan work really closely with CMLL. Uh, I don't. Th- I think there's a bit of friction between CMLL and AAA, um, right. which led to certain things not being able to appear on the co-promoted New Japan show because New Japan's too loyal to CMLL. And what they were going to do originally was have Andrade versus Osprey because oh, Andrade's oh. ties to AAA. That can't happen. He's not allowed on the show, mm. apparent. Um, He's not allowed to be on the show at all? No. I guess that means no Lucha Brothers either? No, which kind of... 
is a bit of a spoiler for a match oh. tomorrow night, so... Oh, yeah, good point. Oh, shit. I don't know how much truth there is now, but that's... Why is there always drama in Mexican wrestling? There's always some fucking <laughs> bollocks going on now. With Triple A. Uh, fucking commentators of Triple Mania doing lines on the commentary desk. It was the excuses <laughs> they tried to come up with. What oh, the pa- fuck? Paper. Hey, paper. <laughs> paper. That's what they tried to say. Yeah. Well... Moving on for that, but uh, Osprey and, and mm. Castle match. Uh, we got our Moxley and Tanahashi face to face ahead of their match for the interim uh, AEW Championship. What age is Tanahashi, by the way? Forty-three. Oh, okay. He's in some shape, hey. He is I. Some fucking shape. He's um, very built, like very, very sort of. Sorry, forty-five. Forty-five. I don't know how to say this without sounding rude, so I'm sorry. Barrel chest. He's very, he's, Aye, he's, I was about to say, he's very chesty. <laughs> so, yeah, he's got a big barrel uh, chest. Big, uh, big barrel, that's, I like that term, actually, big barrel chest on him. Aye, uh, he's, um, now we know he doesn't speak great English, so just sort of mm. stand there and let Moxley go at you. Um, and they get interrupted by Jericho, who comes mm. out. Ty Conti and Sammy's there as well. Uh, mm. Jericho claiming that's his spot. Dive. <laughs> But wasn't at this point then big fucking archer and his goon ran in? Yeah, so, well, first Tanahashi does speak. Uh, after oh, that's right. Jericho's all like, if you don't walk away, maybe I'll throw a fireball in your face because I'm a wizard. I love the look on Moxley's face when he said that. It's like, oh, I fuck just... off, you prick. <laughs> and then no. Tanahashi just, Jericho, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then that's all we La- need. Lance Archer and Desperado. Um, Desperado from uh, Suzuki-kun uh, come in so it looks like Jericho has made some sort of agreement with Suzuki-kun um, and then we announce, we get a, a match announced, Eddie Kingston uh, Shota uh, Umino and Wheeler Yuta versus Minoru Suzuki Sammy Guevara and Jericho that'll be a match mm. some good talent in that um, Minoru Suzuki on the heel side though I think yes. Minoru Suzuki just likes hurting people. <laughs> he transcends. He'll be on either side. <laughs> uh, he's he's the murder grandpa. I still remember you being so excited when you first see him, and I remember looking at the TV going, "What am I looking at? That's a wee old man." And then <laughs> he's a fucking killing machine. Yes, he he's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, yeah I I love him. I, it's just a, he's got great facial expressions too. It's just he does. I does, doesn't need to speak English to communicate. I. Yep. Um, yeah, we get to see a sling blade on Desperado. Yep. Uh, all ego Ethan Page versus Miro for the, uh, to qualify for the All-Atlantic Championship. Um, this was a good match, hey? Did you notice a certain person wearing a box in their head doing sarcastic clapping the whole way through this? Aye, <laughs> right, right. So, <laughs> it was during the Mox promo that the missus enjoyed me to watch the wrestling because she watches it sometimes. And yeah. The camera was very focused on Kip. Was? She's all, what's this, uh, what's this dude with a box? And I was all, he's been here for about a year now. And I was explaining the story between Kip. And then do you notice during the match, he actually disappeared? He did, I. That's why I was like, where did he and go? And I was all, well, fuck. I, I was, oh, fuck, here we go. <laughs> but no. Um, Not yet. I reckon you could be right. 
I reckon you could be right though with the plan. But take it uh, not to take away from the match. It was fucking. It was a fucking meat slapper match. I think. <laughs> was, Ethan eh? Page and Miro are two big boys. I eh? and I thought there was an absolutely incredible moment when Ethan Page came up the top rope and done his big shoulder charge because mm. he just it just looked so fucking good. Hey, eh? the way he landed it, no. But uh, great match. But Miro obviously just being Miro ended up uh, getting the win. But good big meat slapper match. Hey. Eh? I'm so happy having Miro back. I'm a big Miro fan. Yeah, and we can see something happen at the the final for uh, for the All Atlantic Championship. Mm. Um, I know you were saying he is healthy now, so it makes sense that now oh yeah. is the time. Then I think he's been healthy for a while. It was it was a broken arm, like. Mm. Danhausen has broke his leg and got back into the ring within the time it's taken oh, yeah. Kip Saban to come back from the broken arm. Um, why does Matt Seidel speak for Dante Martin? It's, uh, uh, he's going to have a mo- match against Moxley on Rampage. which mm. was, um, mm-hmm. We get Tony Storm versus Britt Baker um, to kind of settle who, who should be challenging Thunder Rosa. Um, this was... This was a much better match than their um, previous one uh, yep. um, for the their own tournament. Um, and the right person won this time. Mm-hmm. Tony, <laughs> Tony Storm gets the win. Um, and she will be taking on Thunder Rosa at Forbidden Door for the title. Now, I'm a little disappointed. Mm. Now, they're classing Tony Storm as the... So she spent a good while and did a lot at at Stardom, um, which is mm-hmm. the women's promotion for New Japan. Um, ah, that's a cop out saying, "Ah, this is the this is the New Japan representation for the women." It's like, nah, she's been to yeah. WWE since then. I shared that that g- g- give me Mary Watani and fuck off. <laughs> so, uh, it's. <sighs> Obviously, that like not everything's been announced at this stage, but I'll be really disappointed mm. if there's no stardom representation at this event, um, because no fucking joke, stardom and uh, the like most uh, a lot of Japanese women's wrestling, and I mean specifically the women, they are the fucking cutting edge of wrestling, like creating movies. Like if you want to, if you want to watch something where you might see something you've never fucking seen in your life, go watch Stardom. Because chances are you probably will. Um, Stokely Hathaway um, is being interviewed by Tony Schiavone and gets interrupted by Will Nightingale, who wants a shot at the TBS title, which he agrees to. Why not? Uh, she's mm. off to Japan soon. She's off to All right. uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling to be in a in a tournament. She's very good. She is. Uh, Hangman comes out. So we know Okada is no longer the IWGP did, world champion. I did like the way he put this. That was very good. Time makes jackasses of us all. <laughs> uh, why is there yogurt in this cap? <laughs> uh, yeah. So so he so he still wants a shot at this IWGP uh, title. Adam mm. Cole comes out, um, calls him a stupid cowboy. <laughs> Um, and he reckons that like this is about the undisputed elite, and it's about the ball club. Uh, so it's got to be Adam Cole and Jay White. Jay White comes out and say neither he is. Yep. Uh, it's, so I don't know what we're getting yet. Guess we'll find out tomorrow. I hope so. Pay per view to sell here. <laughs> 
at our main event, um, AEW World Tag Team Championship ladder match, which was a triple threat until mm. Jeff Hardy flew off the wagon. Um, but we can mm. only assume this was the better match because of it, based on what we've yeah. been seeing out of Jeff. Gets difficult to watch a person doing the mm. kinds of things that, that these matches take when they get up in years and you're like, oh shit, don't break something. Like you don't think of that when you when you're watching, you know, Jungle Boy do this shit. Um, no. but I, this this match. So many table spots at the start. Oof, crazy. They 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 just went naughty a hundred. Yeah. Because there's so many tables involved, that's how you can go. This is you know, supposed to be their TLC, they were gonna do it here. Mm. Um you reckon the Hardys were originally supposed to win? Ah, uh, like you know what? See, because the Bucks are such Hardy fans, and this is obviously they were all you know selling this as the Hardys' final run. I reckon I they were going to give them a a title run with the AEW Tag Team Championships. Yeah, I agree because the Bucks won this. Um, but there was obviously a reason for that as well because of the what happened after the match. But yes, so they were pulling the trigger on something here. Uh, the Bucks win. Um, I saw a theory um, that if if you take off one of Matt Jackson's shoes, you're losing the titles. <laughs> because that has happened. Yep. <laughs> because um, it happened with, uh, was it uh, against FTR? Matt Jackson lost a shoe. Yep. Shoe taken off. Uh, and uh, FTR lost the titles. Matt Jackson took off his own shoe against Lucha Bros. Or yes. uh, Lucha Bros. And lost the titles. Jungle Boy took off okay. Jackson's shoe. They lost the titles. If you're in a title match against the Bucks, do not take off Matt Jackson's shoe. Convince him to take it off himself. Yes. If you're against them, I think the third defendant is like, hey, Matt, can I see your shoe? Throw it over here. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so after the uh, the Bucks way celebrating, we get Christian and Jungle Boy in the ring. Uh, Christian shakes his hand, but then the betrayal. Oh, <laughs> oh Christian oh. gives him the um, the kill switch and then does a concerto yep. on Jungle Boy. Yep. And, yep, and then goes out. To the outside and goes right into Jungle Boy's ma's face and tells her, you raised a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to be eating cake through his straw tomorrow. (laughs) It was Jungle Boy's birthday, by the way. He's a piece of shit. (laughs) That's right. He's going to be eating cake through his straw. (laughs) Kristen's so fucking good. Uh, But um, I'm very excited that he is a heel because he is a way... You know, he's pretty, you know, you know, standard, you know, not too shabby baby face, but his fucking body work yeah. has always been way superior. Oh, definitely. And that, that whole, like, you know, you're a face because because of nostalgia. Because that's mm-hmm. the only reason he's a face at that stage. Like, I don't want to go ah. so far. Get him in his wheelhouse. Get him doing the shit he's good at. And, uh, the shit he's good at is being a wee bastard of a heel. <laughs> like, the <laughs> slimiest wee cunt you can think of. That is Christian. And that is what he's best at. And he's very, very good at it. Mm. Someone say bad on the edge. <laughs> you were telling me about... I obviously wasn't watching it at this stage, but there was a whole storyline where he just spat on Randy Orton. <laughs> Oh, I he kept trying to uh, get the title off Randy Orton, and he's all like, "I just give me one more match, one more match." And he got a stipulation where if Randy got disqualified, uh, the title would change hands. So he just straight up spat in his face, and Randy Orton kicked him in the balls and got disqualified. 
<laughs> yep. Oh, what a shit. Brilliant. All right. And on Rampage, uh, we get the advertised Dante Martin uh, versus John Moxley. That was... It was a good match, hey? Very, very... Something about their two styles just gel together really mm. well. They always seem to have a really good match. Yeah, Dante Martin can bump like a badass for him as well. Or, or, you know, makes Moxie look so fucking dangerous. Um, yep. uh, and then, what way? Tony Khan interviewed Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee? Did mm-hmm. I miss that? No, no, it was Shivani. Yeah, they wrote Tony Khan here. <laughs> they wrote Khan there. They oh, wrote Khan. This is coming from AEW, by the way. This is the official oh, show notes. Dear. Um, yeah, boys, come on. <laughs> that's like getting confused there. It's like, uh, no, I remember this because they're all like, Swerve's all like, I not just as you. And Keith Lee's like, yeah, you fucking threw me out of that battle royale, you dick. Um, mm. And he so, used the word indubitably. Indubitably. Aye. I, I thought um, that was class. They, uh, just to tie into that as well, they had a match on Elevation where there's, you know, they're yes. all Swerve's do, trying to do the address. Keith Lee's just like, nah, nah get on the ring. And then he uh, doesn't tag yep. Swerve and doesn't let Swerve do his finisher and wins a match himself against two jobbers. Mm. <laughs> uh, here they do get interrupted by Hobbs and Starks. Um, they're like, we're the best, you're not the best. When we're talking about tag teams, you, should, you can't be just throwing around an AEW, you can't just be throwing around, we're the best tag team. <laughs> you just uh, all willy-nilly like that. Uh, wrong company to be doing that shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, fun matchup, like, uh, just Max Caster uh, and the Gun Club. But this, this, this is just a match, an excuse to get them out to do an intro, because the match was nothing. Yep. And the team name they're up against Bear Bear Country and Leon Ruffin, and the, their team name is Ruffin It for for some reason. Um, yeah, um, not much of a match. Like it was just about uh, let's get Max Caster rapping, and then they scissor me daddy. Yep. Let's get Max Caster mentioning NDAs. Mm. Yeah, that's he, what it was. I thought he would have went after it more. But had it happened, you know what? it had. It had happened. Well, if it hadn't, that would have just been crazy fucking coincidence. But um, now they were probably testing the waters with him, sort of going, we'll see how this goes down. He must have been told not to fucking go to, uh, like, uh, this is a whole legal thing, so let's let's not. Let's not do that. Uh, uh, we hook and Danhausen. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I think the guns and the acclaims working together is brilliant as well. It is. It's very entertaining <laughs> stuff. <laughs> The triple scissor in the ring and all. <laughs> oh, we need I these trios. So confused. We need these trios <laughs> titles because the trio stuff is oh. so good, and it, it just gives a you know a reason to be having these trios matches. Mm. Um, yeah, Lexi and Air with a, a hook and Danhausen se- segment. Uh, Hook's going to be taking on someone. That's right. Uh, a, a prospect from the New Japan Dojo. Um, mm. uh, she asks him about it, and in comes Danhausen. He's all like, "I right, take it on, a dojo master, <laughs> <laughs> a dojo master." <laughs> and Hooks is like, well, "I got this," and walks away. Uh, <laughs> is that on Dynamite or Rampage? That that's, that's on Rampage. Oh god damn it! Hey, Rampage is the the Hookhausen show. Oh no, I lo- I do love that, but I I I'm. I want to hear JR call a Hookhausen match and be sincere. Well, this is just a hook match. I'm I'm sure, sure Danhausen will be there. You know, 
He'll be there. Oh, Dojo Master. Forgot about that. Uh, Why the J- fuck does he not pop himself? <laughs> I, I don't know. You know what? When you're doing the voice, he's focused on doing the voice. I reckon that's what it is. Uh, I think he's just trying to crack Mook Hook more than anything, but I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> Wonder, uh, 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 would he even do it like in a vlog or something? <laughs> just just break Hook? Jade <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cargill will Nightingale. Uh, decent matches. Put uh, mm-hmm. fucking Jade pulling out a pedigree. She's never done that before, mm. has she? No, she definitely hasn't. That's not even her furniture. Nope. Uh, it was a well, fucking. sold it really well. Right, it was a decent pedigree. But then, I, I, is that because of Jade or is that because of Willow? There's de- there's definitely in an art to doing a, a decent pedigree because Seth mm. Rollins' pedigree was horrendous. Oh, okay. <laughs> so was China's. Um, oh, I forgot she did it. And Jade's was better than both those, mm. honestly. Um, it, it looked good. Um, and I, that's uh, a good. Uh, like it's not like it was an overly short match either. It was um, kept it together, kept it simple. Mm. Um, it was good. Uh, after that, we get Athena coming out, um, who gets ambushed by uh, Kiera Hogan, um, and then Chris Statlander coming out, um, and she does her thing that she always does when she sees someone. She's like, she, I'm either doing this way. Was it Red Velvet and Rio? Where she basically had them sitting on her knees afterwards. She's like, yep. like she's standing up holding them both up and all. It's like, that's weird. Um, what's your thinking on how this is going in terms of the TBS title and these three women? I think it could be leading to a triple threat. You think a triple threat? And I would personally like to see uh, Statlander take it. I think that Statlander is taking her. I think she wins. That I think she's the one to take it off Jade. Um, in what manner? I'm. That's what I'm not sure. Yeah, triple threat could be one option. Or is Athena gonna lose and then Statlander get shot after that? Um, because you know Statlander what? is probably. I know Jade's a, a you know powerful woman and all, but I would say Statlander is probably one of the few women that's actually stronger. She is a powerhouse of a woman. She is. Fair. Um. I uh, yeah, I think Statler. Like it's always a it's it's a big deal that you know Jade's undefeated and you can only mm-hmm. lose an undefeated streak once and then it's done. Mm-hmm. I think Statlander is worth burning that undefeated streak on. Mm-hmm. I think she's she's earned it. She deserves it. Um, yep. I I love the alien gimmick, uh, but it, like even this this chain she's done is badass. Uh, she's over mm-hmm. as fuck. Um, yep, and this only she's actually more over now than she was as the alien. Probably, I. But you know how some people are like, oh, it's not serious, so it can't be. So, uh, I think the people that love the alien gimmick also love her doing this because she's just good and she's won over the people who would have um, not been into the the alien gimmick. So, mm. yeah, I I think it's yeah you could run with the the. Don't feed a streak for longer, but like you have to pull the trigger sometime um, and mm. make someone using it because uh, that's why you do it on the feed streak. It's not for the person who's undefeated; mm-hmm. it is for a time, but then you get to a point where they're just undefeated and just cruising along. At some point, it uh, it's like give someone else that rub, um, and yeah, give it to Starlander. Uh, Darby Allen and uh, Bobby Fish. What do you think of this match? It was grand. I have started 
I won't say I've started to notice this, but um, I do like Derby. I do. Mm-hmm. But I have noticed that all his matches are very similar. similar. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Derby getting beat up for like 10 minutes. Yeah. And then he does a couple of moves and then he wins. And it's just like, okay. I'd like to see a match where Derby was the aggressor during a match. But Did I wonder, he... is that going to happen when he's a heel? Did he not do that one where, who was it he beat and it was a count out because it was a big guy, but he was, Darby Butcher. was kind of just, be, uh, it's Butcher one, he was kind of just beating the shit out of him the entire time. Mm. But I, I get I get what you're saying, yeah, Dar, um, the, has you could argue that maybe Darby's a bit formula, formulaic at this point, um, mm. and you don't even blink at him flying sideways out of the ring anymore. Mm. Um but it was still grand. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying I don't enjoy his matches. I'm just sort of going because it, one of two things happens. though, right? Darby either gets beat up for ten minutes, tries a couple of moves, fails, and that's how he loses. Then, so a Darby losing match is just Darby getting battered for ten minutes and just doesn't help him. And a Darby winning match is Darby getting battered for ten minutes and then doing a couple of moves and doing his weird wee pin, and that's how he wins. That's and it's a, like I. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I'd like to see him maybe mix it up a bit and maybe do a bit more of a back and forward match rather than just, here's me. Because I know, obviously, Darby's whole thing is he can take an insane amount of punishment. No, I get that. You mm. know, his opponents are meant to be like, oh, Jesus, how do I keep this guy down? But, you know, it does get to a point where you go, as a viewer, you're like, ah, here's Darby getting battered for 10 minutes. Right, here we go. <laughs> Thing is, because of his, he he's he's like one of the smallest guys by a good fucking margin mm. too. Because even like you know cruiserweight type guys are by way bigger than him. Um, mm. You could almost describe him as a a Spike Dudley you take seriously. <laughs> mm-hmm, true, and that's not an insult. Spike Spike was good at what he did, um, and yeah, so was Darby. Uh. Um, so, but yeah, he wins this match, um, mm-hmm. and then. We get Kyle O'Reilly coming out, and then the dreaded music play. <laughs> the dreaded music. The, the lights go out, and no, it's not Malachi Black. It's <laughs> Sting. Imagine it had him in Malachi. <laughs> that would have been yes. <laughs> and he just destroys oh. Darby. <laughs> oh, Imagine he turned Darby into a wee happy-go-lucky happy guy. You know, like, reverse. <laughs> Because that's that's what that's what Malachi does. He changes people. It's like, well, he's already all yep. depressed. What the? F- uh, yeah, uh, Kyle O'Reilly gets gets a baseball bat to the the Nethers. Yep. Yeah, um, bag city. Yeah, bag city. Yeah. Um, and Darby does what he promised. Coffin drop onto the yep. the chair on the the leg and quote unquote breaks Fish's ankle. I guess. Mm. And that 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 was that. How do you feel about Sting being back? Uh, to me um, so obviously we've talked about long drawn out stories before and the Sting and Darby thing it, it has to come to a head soon yeah where's because the to me, that, that's that's where it has to go it has to be it has to be Sting putting Darby over and just you know giving Darby that rise to the, the, the tippy top he's the man that beats Sting like no one in AEW's been able to do that yet all these young <laughs> fucking premier athletes and they can't take down a 64 year old sting Aye. and that's coming from a sting fan I, i've said it before you know I, I grew up loving sting sting was one of my favorites they always was but even i'm getting to the point where it's like right lads come on we have to uh have to dial back on the sting battering the young boys here 
Oh, definitely. Um, there's there's one more thing I want to point out from this week, uh, which is criticism. We give a oh. plenty of criticism. Um, so it's it's Pride Month. They've been doing uh, video packages with their uh, LGBTQ plus uh, wrestlers. We've had uh, mm-hmm. you know Anthony Bowens, Nina Rose. They had the audacity. Now we didn't see it on Fight, but it it played during one of the um, breaks. They had the audacity to put a Sunny Kiss promo like that on Dynamite, and it's like someone's going to be watching Dynamite who's just tuned in the last year and be like, who the fuck's that? Mm. It, like, I, I, fucking put him on TV. That, that's the best thing. And yeah. it's, you shouldn't, it shouldn't have to be, um, you know, it shouldn't have to be June to do it either. Uh, mm. it, it, it just seemed really cynical to me to do that. Um, and we haven't seen Sonny, uh, you know, in months. Could have, could have given him a, a spot, but, uh, well, that's... Uh, when was the last time he was on even on TV? I have no idea. I remember, like... It wasn't... Has it it been wasn't when Omega fucking... Was it when Omega buried him in the tournament? Might be. Because uh, I think all his other matches were with Dark. Um, I think Joey Janela was giving like, him shit for that as well. Hmm. Um, yeah, so... Uh, that, that's not great. Mm. Um, I, think what, so, I like Sonny too. Yeah, so do I. That's what I'm saying, mm. it's like... Maybe maybe not a not a, a, at the level of Anthony Bowens, but yeah, still still good. Um, still good. I had that great uh, great match with Cody for the the TNT title. Yep, I think we'll get to to wrapping up here, and we uh, tomorrow night we get uh, Penta Obscura versus Malachi Black. Um, I wonder who would not. Um, mm. United Empire. Uh, which is Will Ospreay and Aussie Open taking on Orange Cassidy of Rapongi Vice. Um, John Moxley is teaming with Tanahashi. Oh, can they coexist? Um, to take on Chris Jericho and Lance Archer and the return of Brian Danielson to address the Forbidden Door, which uh, mm-hmm. is a certain Zack Sabre Jr.'s challenge. He better not come out and be all like, nah, boys, I'm injured, sorry. Because <laughs> that's... <laughs> It could be horse. They could come and go, no, boys, I'm fucking scared. I'm not taking that boy on. No, fuck. Um, That'd be a weird storyline. Where would you even go with that? (laughs) Um, That's us for this week. Uh, Back again next week with more of the same. See you then. Bye. See you then. Bye.